What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy is about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name's Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. And he told me, he said, hey, he said, I've got a daughter that lives in Medford, Oregon. Would you like to go to Oregon? I said, well, I might. He said, well, I'll pay for everything if you'll just help me drive. Have y'all ever seen how far it is to Oregon from Lubbock, Texas? I should have studied more geography. So anyway, I get over to his house. We'd worked together for a long time. I knew he had a couple of kids and, you know, they were grown and stuff like that. And, uh, this was years before that I, before I met my wife. And so I get to his house and I walk in and there is the prettiest blonde gal that you've ever seen. He goes, this is my other daughter. And I was like, hi. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was kind of like that. He goes, you'll be riding in the back with her most of the time. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> you know, and everything. And so she was over there doing some stuff and everything. And uh, so I, I kind of walked up beside her and she was getting some stuff ready. And I said, well, you ready for this trip? And she absolutely, completely ignored me and just walked off. And I was like, oh, great. You know, this is, you know, she's already mad or something. And we ain't got, so I ain't got a chance to make a fool out of myself yet. And so we get in the car, and, you know, she's got this long blonde hair, and I noticed that every time her dad would talk to her, he would go like this. And she would look up, and she would look at him in the rearview mirror, and he would talk to her. Come to find out, she was completely deaf. And, of course, I didn't know it. Now, now she, she I, I take that back. She wasn't completely deaf. She had these hearing aids on that they said that if she could, you know, if there was a train whistle, that she would hear a little bit of something. But she read lips. But she talked. You would really never know if she just walked up and talked to you that she could, her ears didn't work like they were supposed to. And so I felt a little better about it. But, you know, it's kind of, I was nervous because she was real pretty. And I was like, I, you know. She didn't do sign language or anything. She could read lips well enough. And so we were sitting there and we were going, uh, we were going down the road and everything. And, and finally, uh, she wrote on a piece of paper, tell me about yourself. And so we just kind of passed notes like we were in the fourth grade or something. But I, I was, I was all for that. And we had been on this trip. We left about, oh, I think about five o'clock in the afternoon or something. And we got in the car to drive to Medford, Oregon. We've been driving for about, 40 days and 40 nights, biblically speaking. I, I, I don't know. It was dark. And, you know, you, you're trying to sleep and, you know, you're all cramped up. And so I was sitting there and it had to have been three o'clock in the morning. And I'm sitting there and I kind of look over at her and she looks over at me and she just kind of smiles because she's going through the same thing I am. Her dad is driving. Her mom's over there trying to sleep and everything. And we're sitting there and she goes, I leaned over and I learned a very valuable lesson about people I had never experienced anybody that, that could not hear before. Like I said, when she spoke, you would never know it. She spoke as well as any of us, a little better than Jared. Um, <laughs> sorry. And, uh, 
So anyway, she leans over and she's like, and so I lean over. One thing that she could not do, however, was whisper. It's in the middle of the night. We're in the back of a car. I'm in the back of a car with a good-looking blonde girl with her dad in the front seat, which was strange. And so I lean over, and she leans over right up against my ear, and you get that little tickly feeling. And she goes, are you bored? <laughs> her dad, <laughs> her mom kicks the dash and, you know, jumps up like that. She's like, sorry. <laughs> and oh, it was the greatest time in the world. And, and please, when I started this, I told you, I am not making fun at all. But I did show off my uh, suave skills and started dating this good-looking blonde girl. And everything was real good, and I'd go see her, and, you know, we'd go out on dates. And like I said, it was no big deal. As long as she was looking at you, everything was fine, and she would talk. We could have, you know, conversations and everything. And then one day I'm at the house, and I lived with two other cowboys, and I'm at the house, and the phone rings. So I walk over there. Kids, I want you to hold on to your seats with what I'm fixing to say. I had to walk over to the wall because the phone was attached with a cord <laughs> at the time, and there wasn't caller ID. Oh no, <laughs> giving away my age. So I answer the phone, I'm like, hello? And this guy says something, this deep voice man, he says, hey, there's so-and-so with Texas Connect, and I've got a call from Melinda. I'm like, what? He said, this is Texas Connect, I've got a call from Melinda, will you take the call? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And so I hear this guy say, hey, honey, how are you doing? <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he said, sir, this is Texas Connect. Melinda is typing you, and I'm reading it back. Anybody ever heard in between a rock and a hard place? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm good, honey. And so my two roommates are sitting there and they're like, what is this? And I was like, it's Melinda. She's calling me and she's typing and some dude is talking sweet to me. Don't ever tell your buddies that. Never, ever tell your friends that. So I was like, I, I'm, I'm doing good. And so I sat there, and then he was like, is that the end of your message, sir? And I was like, yeah. He said, please respond with over. <laughs> so I said, I'm doing good, sweetheart. Over? <laughs> this is weird. And so anyway, she's like, there's like this pause, and then you hear, I sure have been missing you. I'm looking at Craig and Clint, and they're looking at me. <laughs> I'm missing you too. Over. <laughs> you want to come over and see me tonight? <laughs> over. 
<laughs> you know, and then and the conversation just kind of got worse. I mean, it was nothing. You know, uh, she she was a good girl. There was not any. You know. Uh, real heavy, sweet talking or, or anything like that. But it was just so, so weird. And I, I had to tell her, I was like, look, we're going to have to have two conditions. When you call Texas Connect, you're going to have to get a girl. Because <laughs> I can pretend that, that, you know, that's your voice coming across there. But these big, deep-chested biker guys that's sitting there, I can't do it. So, yeah. After that, you know, uh, my buddies worked first shift and I worked third shift. And so, uh, you know, they'd be coming to work in the mornings as I was going home and they'd walk in and they'd say, morning, over. <laughs> and so that was, I mean, we talked like that for like two years. And uh, anyway, it, it was just, it was so uncomfortable talking like that and you know I, I didn't really know the lingo I didn't know how that stuff worked I didn't know the the password and you know just going through someone else to have a conversation was just beyond weird today we are going to talk about that right there and I know a few of you are going where in the world is he going with this but let me tell you what in James chapter 4, at the tail end of verse 2, James is talking about prayer and what keeps our prayers from being answered. And James says, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Why is prayer so hard for us when 90% of our prayers are just between us and God, but why does it seem so dadgum difficult to just have a conversation with our Lord and Savior? Today, we're going to talk about that very thing. The first reason that I think that, that a lot of people don't have a real active prayer life is just what James says. You have not because you ask not. Why aren't we asking God to take care of us? Why are we afraid to pray in front of somebody? Why is prayer such a big problem for, I would say, 90% of the people out there? They may say, oh yeah, I, I pray, I pray. But do you really have that great spiritual prayer life going on in your life? The first reason that we don't, is because a lot of times, whenever it's brand new, prayer is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. You, 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 you know, it's just like whenever you're talking on the phone. You don't really know what to say. It's brand new. We're like, well, you know, I, I'd love to pray, but every time I try to pray, it's like somebody just closes my mouth and I'm, I get real, real quick into the, dear Lord, I just, uh. Is that how your prayers feel like? I know that that's how mine used to feel like. But we need to go from being uncomfortable in prayer to, to reaching a point where prayer is the most comfortable thing in the world. There, there is no reason why your Lord and Savior that died for you, why it should be a problem to go to Him in prayer. The second thing is you don't... Sometimes people say, well, you know, I, 
I want to pray, but I just don't know the password. I don't know what words to use. Folks, let me tell you what, there is no incantation that you have to start with. Whenever we went to, uh, before I became a preacher, we were going to this little Baptist church, and I, I and y'all have heard me say this, but if you're new, I'll repeat it. There was this guy that was asked to pray at the end of every deal, kind of like Dave or Jared does and everything. And this guy used to say what I thought at the time was the most beautiful prayers in the world. He'd get up there and they'd say, Brother, would you close us in prayer? And he'd say, Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that Thee and Thine will hath been done, Heavenly Father. And I was like, yeah, I was, I was the one peeking. I'd be like, how do you do that? I mean, it sounded so great, but yet whenever I went to pray, I was like, oh God. <laughs> huh. There's just, hmm. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. You, you know, and I mean, how many of us do that? We know that we should be praying, but we don't think that we are well versed in the, in the, in the words that we're supposed to use. Maybe you're like, well, I don't know all those big fancy church words that, let me tell you what, I think that only God understands those big words, so you don't have to use them. You don't have to explain it to Him. There is no special password. Whenever you're praying, you do not have to get down and, and, and recite. You don't have to have the dictionary out saying, Oh God, you know, in your, on, on, uh, uh, where's, what's that word? Uh, radiousness. You know, I, you don't have to do that. You just have to speak from your heart. And you don't have to sit there and just go on and on and on trying to use these big words. And, and dear Lord, we just thank Thee for the, Thy righteousness over. You don't have to do that. Just talk to Him. Just pray to Him. It really is as simple as that. You do not have to go through someone else to have your prayer answered. There was a popular author, writer, blogger, uh, blah, 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 uh, that had an article one time that I read that said, quit asking me to pray for you. And I thought, man, that's, that's pretty tough right there. But he said, he said, you know what, what I have found is that a lot of people come to me and they say, will you pray for me? And he said, God spoke to my heart one time and said, well, how long have you been praying for it? And they're like, well, you know, God knows my needs. He said, it's not my responsibility to go before God because we have, in Hebrews, it says we have a heavenly high priest that hears our prayers. No longer do we have to go before a high priest. We don't have to have that go-between. We don't have to have that middleman. And I'm telling you what, there is no prayer that I can pray that God is going to answer that you don't pray yourself. Now, I'm not saying that I won't pray for you. I will. But don't be surprised if one day, if somebody comes up to me, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that I would ever do this, but we need to pray for ourselves. We don't have to say, you know what, uh, I, the preacher's job is to pray for me. Well, you know what, maybe that has some, some validity to it, but you know what, God says He wants to hear your prayers, not just my prayers. The reasons that a lot of people don't pray. And you know what? I know that a lot of you are sitting out there right now and they're like, I'm scared to smile or shake my head because I've been feeling like that, but I don't want to feel dumb. You're not. 
We all go through that. We all have the same struggles. But that doesn't mean that we all should not do what God has called us to do, and that is to pray. God is not hard of hearing, but He does want a conversation just like me and Melinda had most of the time, face to face. Now, a lot of people say, how, how can you have a, a conversation with somebody that, that you can't see? I Trust me, God sees you. And He doesn't just see your words, He sees your heart. It doesn't matter what you pray for, God is going to come in there and the Holy Spirit is going to take what we mean in our heart. There are no words that uh, are going to reach God that He does not understand the intent behind them, the meaning behind them. This week, just like on the ranches that you know, me and Ty and, and Jared and a bunch of others in here, Brooke, that we used to work on, a lot of times you might not see a boss for a week at a time. But every week, he'd give you a call and he'd say, you know what, this is what I need you to do this week. I need you to get out there and, and be sure that all the gates are swinging because we're going to be weaning calves and you need to be sure that you have this much hay or, or whatever the case may be. But he gave you some marching orders, if you will. This week, I'm going to give y'all some orders. I may not be around each and every one of you. I'm not going to stand over your back to make sure that you get this done. But I encourage you, I dare you to do these things. Some of them you may already be doing. And if that's it, you're a leg up. There you go, Tom. You're already a leg up. Matthew chapter 6. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, Jesus teaches us about prayer. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 5, He says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you this week. I want you to not make a promise to God or anything like that, but I dare you to try this out. Every single morning, don't tell your wife you're doing it, don't tell your husband you're doing it, don't tell your kids you're doing it, don't tell your preacher that you're doing it. I want you to find a quiet place behind closed doors or with both feet stuck in a set of stirrups. And I want you in secret to go to God and tell Him what's going on in your life. He already knows. I don't want you to make a big deal about it. Come up here next week and go, Oh, I prayed every single day. That's what the hypocrites do. I want it to be between you and God. Find a place this week alone and pray with God. The second thing, Jesus continues in, in verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Just talk to Him. He already knows what you need. He knows that you need help. Sometimes I send my kids out to do things that they're going to have a hard time doing because I want to see them working hard, and then I want to see them come and say, Dad, will you help me with this? Absolutely, I knew you needed help before you asked me. Do that. 
You do not have to go to God and just no 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 with twenty thousand heavenly fathers and these and nines and everything. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. He loves you. He died for you, and he hears you. In Matthew chapter eighteen, in verse nineteen and twenty, somebody took Matthew eighteen out of my Bible. Matthew eighteen nineteen and twenty. Jesus says, again, I tell you that if two of you are on earth, agree about anything you ask, for it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. The second thing, or the third thing that I want you to do, first thing is I want you to go unseen. I want you to find a quiet place, just you and God. The second thing is I want you to be real. Not try to impress anybody with how many big church words or how flowingly you can pray. And the third thing is I want you to start praying with your spouse out loud. You want to talk about something? The people that we marry should be the closest people to us, but it is very, very difficult. I know because I've been there and done that. It is very difficult to hold hands with your wife and pour your heart out in front of her. But you and her or you and him have the same needs. You have the same goals. You are one. Start praying together. And don't care what the other one thinks about your prayer. Talk about what, what are our needs? Honey, over. What are our needs? Let's pray together. If you're not married, Pray with your children. If you don't have any kids, pray with your mom or dad. If your mom or dad ain't around, pray with a friend. If you ain't got any friends, come hang out with me. I'll pray with you. I'd love to. The last thing, we're going to close with this. In Jeremiah 29, 13, you don't have to turn there, just listen. Jeremiah 29, 13, God says, You will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. Don't give up. Sometimes prayers take years to be answered. But how many times do we just go to God and say, God, this is what I need. And then we never think about it again. And then we blame God and say, he didn't answer my prayer. You know what? I don't think I've very seldom have I had any, a prayer answered. But I could go on and on and on about my prayers that have been answered. Go to God. Don't give up. Keep praying. One of two things will happen. Either your desire for what you think you want or need will go away and you'll just forget about praying it because it wasn't in God's will. Or number two, he will answer it. Either way to me, that's an answered prayer. Hail Marys. If any of you watch the Broncos today, you know, Hail Marys don't work very often at all. But you know what? Sustained drives, pounding that ball time after time after time is very, very effective. Don't wait till the last second. Throw up a Hail Mary and then blame God for when it doesn't work. You should have been playing for God the whole day, not just on the last one. Glad you took a ride with us today. If you liked today's service and heard God speaking to you, I'd like for you to go to our website and check out the new book, Simplified Cowboy Version Gospel of Matthew. If you've ever wanted to read your Bible but found it difficult to understand, then this book is for you. Just go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on General Store. You'll find tons of stuff there to help you in your ride with Christ. You can also partner up with us by following the online giving link. 
All our monthly supporters get an audio CD or DVD every month in the mail as our way of saying thank you. We don't care about the amount. Look at what Jesus did with a couple of biscuits and some fish. He can do the same with your helping hand. I know you couldn't help but notice all the great music playing in the background. You need to stop what you're doing right now and go by BarryWardMusic.com and check out his new album, West of Dodge. This program wouldn't have been possible without these fine folks. Tumbleweed Hay and Hauling, 303-324-8217. WesternLLC.net. Look East Realty, 303-644-4444. Double H Heating and Air, 303-669-8911. Integrity Auto Repair, 303-621-2845. And Comanche Creek Enterprises, 303-619-7030. Please support businesses that aren't afraid to show their faith. Call them today or go by SaveTheCowboy.com and click on Sponsors for more information.